0: In ancient times, man roamed the earth in a constant state of hunting or being hunted. Introducing Caveman, where cutting-edge science meets ancient super nutrients. Secure your bottle right now at Infowarsstore.com.
3: You're listening to Resolution Radio. Radio, Radio. Radio.
0: Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. Today, we present the third and final section of of my recent interview with host Sonny Thomas on the Resolution Radio Network. As I mentioned, the audio was slightly marred by a technical glitch, but after a bit of digital audio magic and editing, I got it to sound quite listenable. Perhaps the rough edges will make it, as Chairman Will Williams likes to say, sound more revolutionary. So let's listen to that interview now. Listen.
3: Everything that the left does now, they claim everything that's right wing is fascist.
0: Well, maybe they don't think at all. Maybe they just parrot what they were told. Uh maybe they're not really thinkers. They're they're just team joiners. And uh they've joined a team and they're going to support that team and <clears throat> that's all there is to it. They'll th- the arguments they know, the thinking, if there is any thinking, it just is how can I support my team? <laughs> so uh I don't really care what their models say. I, I don't think that their models matter. Their models are mostly stupid and irrelevant. Uh what is important. Is the survival of our people? What's important is that the you know yes uh, we need a state we need a government. Uh, any people that doesn't have a government is dead in the water and is going to be uh, rolled over by the tanks of states, <laughs> the, uh, peoples that do have militaries and governments and power. So if we're going to survive in this world, our tribe the white tribe needs a military, we need to be organized, and we need to have authority to keep our people pointed in the right direction. That's just basic. That's just so basic, it's not even funny. Uh, just total individualism is, is not going to cut it. You need to have an organized society. And totalitarianism, well, is that good or evil? I would just say it depends on what you're using it for. Uh, totalitarianism, right. the way I understand it, maybe, maybe my understanding is not right, but I, it means a society that is mobilized in every aspect, its culture, its government, its educational system, uh, its military, everything for a single purpose or a small set of purposes. And if that purpose is the survival of our race, the survival of our people and the projection of our gene patterns into the future, then why is it bad to be totally dedicated to that, to have an educational system that is totally dedicated to that, to have an economic system which serves that purpose, to have a government which serves that purpose? Why is that total dedication bad? I don't think it is bad. In fact, I think we need that. However, you could have a a government and a state and institutions that are totally dedicated to wiping out our race. And that's pretty much what we have now in the United States of America. Uh, The corporate establishment, the, the cultural establishment, the government itself politicians uh, both conservative and liberal they would all rather die than be called a white racist in fact they think white racism all of them even the conservatives will say this is the worst thing you could ever be and so they're totally dedicated to it's just they're totally dedicated to killing us so I say that's a bad totalitarianism. Right. <laughs> and just what's the yeah, opposite yeah, 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 of totalitarianism? Like... The opposite of totalitarianism is just, I don't know, just saying, oh, I don't care. Just do anything you want. I'm too busy uh, smoking a joint or whatever. You know, I'm too busy uh, entertaining myself and I can't be bothered. That's a an individualist society. And that's that's deadly, too. So, no, I think we need a total dedication to certain goals and certain principles. And first among them is racial survival, survival of our kind.
3: So I saw an excellent meme uh, recently that uh, kind of said it all. It's a man behind bars and he's got a stick. And to his left in front of the bars is a, is a small loaf of bread. And to his right is a key that can let him out. And it says, if you keep them busy with basic needs, they will forget about the freedom they lost. To me, that meme is very powerful because of the fact that so many people are are focused on bread and circuses instead of freedom. Ever since I was a kid, I remember watching the 1980 presidential race. And I remember asking mom, I was like, mom, I said, "Uh, when can I vote? She's like, when you turn 18? I was like, well, then I can't wait till I turn 18 because I want to vote. And I remember vote my first vote. I actually voted for Ross Perot at the time. But the point was, was that I felt that I, to me, I felt that I finally become a man because I was able to have my voice to be heard and thrown in, in into, a, you know, to play the game. But now I feel almost disenfranchised because I feel like no matter what I vote for, if they want someone or something to get passed, they're just going to take it away.
0: Well, I, I'm not a big fan of spending our time in the electoral system and voting because they've brought in so many non-whites that we're going to be outvoted almost every time, almost everywhere. So I've sort of given up on that. But I do think it's important to think about freedom. I think we need to not define freedom as just, oh, the freedom of the individual to do whatever he wants. I don't think that's real freedom because believing that way has led to the present where basically we have lost our ability to continue to exist in and the there's nothing worse than that. And I think instead mm-hmm. we need to think of, we need freedom to do what's right to ensure the survival of our kind on this unforgiving planet. And that's the freedom that matters. That's the freedom that you might call self-determination of a people to determine its own destiny. And for a people to determine its own destiny, it needs land resources and its own government, a government answerable only to that people. This whole idea of having every nation, every white nation anyway, must be a multiracial multicultural nation in which anybody's allowed to participate. That is death. That's death. That's not freedom. That's the opposite of freedom. Like I said, they're denying us the things we need, just that we need to exist. So, freedom is the freedom to do whatever is necessary to keep or obtain the things that your people need to exist. That's the only freedom that means anything. Freedom to Inject uh, mind-destroying drugs into your body. That's not freedom. Freedom to declare yourself to be the opposite sex or get orgasms in some perverted way that doesn't lead to the birth of white children. That's not freedom. That's just garbage. That's just trash that they're putting out in front of you in hopes that you won't notice that they've taken away your real freedom.
3: Right. And so we can't even begin to try to fight this thing at the ballot box because of the fact that People have no basic education on how the system even works. And and you're talking about we need to get people back into our own countries, our own nations again. And I don't know if separatism is worth it either because even if we focus on a certain area of the United States and say, We're gonna make this a completely white region, we could easily cut ourselves off and be lane locked, you know? Oh, let's go to Montana. Yeah, that's
0: a good idea. I would there's, say there's that no it's, oceans, I would say no that rivers. it's a, a little early to be talking about, uh, specifics. I think right now it's just important to gather white people to form institutions. The, the, the best white people, the people, the white people who already agree with us, at least in instinct. Their instincts are loyalty to their race and people who are instinctively appalled and disgusted. By what has happened to our people, and what, it, and 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 who are appalled and disgusted by the degeneracy that our next generation is being pushed into, I think gathering those people together. We're the National Alliance is gathering in Upper East Tennessee, which is a very, very, very white area, and it's an area that a lot of white, mm-hmm. really uh, accomplished, intelligent white people are fleeing to to escape the hell holes that our cities have become. But eventually, our organization has to become economically viable to the point where it's self-sustaining. And, you know, look at other subcultures that have succeeded. Uh, the Amish have succeeded. They have spanned the generations and they yeah. effectively control a pretty big swath of territory here in my state, Pennsylvania, uh, the Mormons, even though they may believe crazy things, just like I think the Amish believe some crazy things. Nevertheless, they have succeeded in creating a subculture that controls a lot of real estate and a lot of local government and a lot of institutions out West. And, uh, they're economically self-sustaining, they're prosperous. Well, we as white people need to do the same things. We, If we don't have some kind of organized group that spans the generations, all of the memeing we do on Gab or other social media, all of the podcasts we do uh, don't amount to anything. We need to start having kids we need to have business opportunities for those kids. We need to have marriage opportunities for those kids. And we need to educate those kids ourselves. <laughs> and eventually, we'll get to the point that where the Amish and the Mormons are now, where they have real power in the local community. And because of their economic success, because of their numbers, uh, because of their Deeply ramified family infrastructure in that area. They basically, you, you can't cross them without serious consequences. And they have an influence over the local politics. Well, we need to get there and then we need to get even farther than there. We eventually will need to be even bigger than they are because we need a nation of our own. But it's baby steps. We've, we, since we lost this nation, we've got to start at the beginning. Get, the best whites, the clearest thinking whites together to do exactly that.
3: Yeah, I mean it's got to start somewhere and um, we, we're starting to see some enclaves because we still got the white flight problem, which a lot of that started especially during the war because while all of our men are sitting overseas fighting in a BS war that never should have happened in the first place, all the blacks are moving in and, and taking their places and taking their jobs. You always hear about Rosie the Riveter, which you never hear about uh, good old original coming in there and taking over y'all's neighborhood and then when you try to get them out the the uh, FDR administration do everything they could to, and, or even Truman do everything they could to stop you from trying to stop it so I mean you couldn't win it for losing you know?
0: well the United States government was captured by the Jewish power structure and it, it at that point became the enemy of its own people it became the enemy of the white people who had originally founded it it's, uh, it's extremely ironic, tragic, uh, and sad, but that's reality and we have to face reality. That's
3: true. All right, Kevin, uh, are there any final thoughts you have, any projects coming up you'd like our listeners to know about?
0: Well, I would just say the best way to see what we're doing uh, is to go to our websites. So far, they're still online. Uh, if you want to look at the books we have to offer, you can pay with Bitcoin or you can pay with checks or money orders. The Jews have denied us the use of their usury cards, but oh well, go to cosmotheistchurch.org and there you could learn also about the greatest legacy that I think Dr. Pierce has left for his people, even greater than the legacy of the National Alliance is the legacy of the cosmotheist religion. So go to Church, all one word, dot O-R-G. If you want to read our news articles, our online magazine is nationalvanguard.org, which also contains many essays by Dr. Pierce, by me and by others. Uh, That's nationalvanguard, all one word, .org. And if you want to join us or support us, uh, help what we're doing, Pay a visit to, uh, our, our community in Upper East Tennessee. You can contact us through this site. It's natal.com. That's the National Alliance Organizational Site. N A T A L L dot com. And, uh, I'd be happy to hear from you. I, if you, if you write in and ask to speak to me, I, I can answer your questions too. I'm accessible.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. Just like, uh, quickly, I see a tweet that you had posted. Finland has joined NATO, and Sweden will join uh, soon, too. The Baltic Sea is turning into Lake NATO. There'll be no place for Russia in it. And you had a very good response that This is a very bad idea. If NATO would reorganize as a bulk work of the white race against the migrant invasion and the illegitimate rule of the globalist bankers, then it'd be different. As it is, the NATO-US Tel Aviv axis is just more slavery and genocide as bad as Putin. And And, the, and I've always said NATO was obsolete within five years after the soviet union fell because that was all purpose of it being there and so um it, it should have been dissolved a long time ago and at least trump made them start paying up their bill because we were fitting like what almost a third of it, the whole bill i said no wonder we got a debt problem but now the problem is is that um this could be the catalyst to start a whole another global war and this is the last thing we need right now
0: well nato used to uh, be at least it was uh, sold to the public as being a protector of america's institutions and traditions so that international communism would not take over the world and uh, to protect our kinfolk in europe from further communist uh, takeovers but now uh nato is basically used to enforce uh, homosexual a uh, license on every country uh, to uh, force them all to accept uh, Jewish media ownership of their national media, uh, force them to accept uh, usurious Jewish banking, such as the, you know, so that people are dominated by the so-called US dollar, which is really the Jewish usury dollar controlled by the uh, fractional reserve banking system, which is all mostly Jewish. And uh, that's not what it was intended for it's it's a it's a force for evil. Now I as I told you earlier, I I uh do not carry uh, water for Vladimir Putin. I think he's a a a force for evil too. But uh we have no dog in that fight. Uh, we should not be supporting NATO. However, I will say this that I am not against having European Alliances, and I'm not even against having a European federation, in other words, a federation of all white nations, uh, European and European derived, you know, that would span the globe from uh, Argentina and Uruguay to Canada, Alaska, uh, Vladivostok, <laughs> Moscow, Madrid, London, Rome, Athens, all together in a federation to protect our racial interests. I would be all for that. That's why I said what I said. You know, NATO and the EU could be great forces for good in the world if they had a racial basis to help protect our race as a whole. But they don't. In fact, uh, one of the things they do is, uh, is enforce and promote Jewish power and Jewish power is all about open borders for all of Western Europe, open borders for the U S Australia, Canada, et cetera, and destroying our race. So they're really in many ways, they're the opposite of what they should be. They could be something good, but they're not.
3: Right. It's just like when, uh, Scotland was fu- vying for independence. I had wrote a, a pretty scathing article called Scotland puts the cart before the horse before independence. And, um, they were trying to bring in some people, some blacks that were being ostracized for being gay or something in some country. I forget what it was. Oh, come to Scotland. Yeah, just before a vote so they can give them a vote, right? And then some guy attacked me. He goes, oh, you guys over at the pond don't know what's going on. Blah, blah, blah. I said, you know, actually, I have a pretty keen perspective. I said, I can see exactly what's going on. I said, why would you complain and want to slip off the uh, the yoke of Westminster and slip on the chains of Brussels? Because instead of trying to be your own independent nation, you instantly want to jump on the EU and basically have them pay for everything. And and, and that's not what's going to happen. You're going to get screwed. And it just kills me the fact that the now they got this Pakistani guy that's taken over after Nicola Sturgeon left. And he was complaining about there's so many whites in all the major offices in Scotland. Well, of course. What was it uh, in, in Braveheart? The problem with Scotland is it's full of Scots. Well, don't worry, Put it's a ruby for the Pakistanis. <laughs> you get this guy in there, that's exactly what's going to happen. And you want to talk about genocide on a mass scale, the grooming gains are bad enough. But uh, you start advocating that the place is too white, um, you're going to have a serious backlash. And unfortunately, Scotland hasn't had the cojones to stand up to tyranny since the Battle of Culloden. So, I mean, they're going to disappear like phantoms in the night, man. I'm telling you. Scotland is not going to be the same
0: well I I come from a uh, Minnesota Norwegian descended background and I love my people very much uh, but they're so badly ruled miseducated and they've basically been, been castrated uh, but I don't think they all have I think there's a certain subset of minnesota norwegians and uh scottish people mm-hmm. in scotland i've been to scotland i love the scottish people it's a beautiful beautiful country in so many ways and the people are wonderful yeah. and I, I would say the same about every european country that i visited and mm-hmm. whose people i know um, they've all been laid low and apparently castrated by the horrible ideology they've been filled with basically coming from the Jewish power structure, the Jewish media, the Jewish control of the educational establishment. We need to find our souls again. And I think that we can do that because not everybody has been mentally castrated. There's a certain subset of all of our peoples who in their hearts know that this is all wrong. And it goes against something very, very deep inside them. And these are the best Europeans. These are the best white people. The people who know that this is all horribly, horribly, insanely, immorally wrong. And we need to find these people. That's what I'm trying to do with, the, with my work for the National Alliance. We need to find these people, get them up to speed on what's actually happening And organize them so we can do something about it, something that doesn't involve asking permission of the majority of dull voters before we do it, something that we will simply do because it's the right thing, something that will ensure the survival of future generations of white children. Whatever achieves that goal is the definition of morality. That's what cosmotheism teaches. That's why cosmotheism is important, too. It's a religion that teaches the right moral values. So that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to find those people who know in their hearts that all of this is horribly evil and who are willing to take some risks. And then
3: that, but yeah, to stand up. Our time is running short. And the more and more that the horde comes in and starts pushing to have illegals allowed to vote and everything else. I mean, this country is going to go hell in a handbasket. I thought it was going to go bad probably within my generation, but I think within my generation, in my lifetime, we're going to not recognize this country at all. I mean, look how much has changed since just since the seventies.
0: Well, I'm, I mean, I'm if- older than you. I already don't recognize it. I mean, yeah. If I go back into rural Western Pennsylvania, which is where I live, it almost looks like what America used to look like. It's There still are places that look that way, but even in medium-sized and small cities, it's basically not recognizable anymore compared to when I was a child and I was nine years old in 1965 when they opened the borders. So yeah, uh, it's it's uh, it's sad that our people have failed to act and they've waited this long, but there's no time like now to start acting and doing
3: right. All right, Kevin. Uh, if people want to help donate to the Dr. Pierce library, they can go to your uh, website to be able to actually go and maybe donate.
0: You could just go to natall.com slash donate if they would like to help. It's N-A-T-A-L-L.com slash donate. That will get them there.
3: Okay, good. That way if people want to support that. They, they have an option. All right, sir. We appreciate you coming on. And again, you always do a great broadcast. Um, you always enjoy your content and you always have a very interesting angle and, and, you're always trying to empower whites to start thinking for themselves and stop, um, uh, believing the Bolshevik lies.
0: Well, I, uh, I just see the situation and I have a certain responsibility and a certain number of uh, minutes on this planet. So I'm going to try to use them as best I can. Thank you for the good words.
3: All right, sir. Talk to you again soon.
0: Okay. Thanks for having me on your show. It was great.
3: All right. listen to resolution radio 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 resolution rdo.com
1: my brothers my sisters i bring you a message of solidarity a call to action and a demand for adherence to duty of an aryan resurgence and ultimately total aryan victory we have broken the chains of jewish thought we know not the meaning of the word mine. It is ours. Our race, the totality of our people. Ten hearts, one beat. One hundred hearts, one beat. Ten thousand hearts, one beat. We are born to fight and to die and to continue the flow, the flow of our people. Onward we will go, onward to the stars high above the mud, the mud of yellow, black, and brown. So kinsman duty calls, the future is now. If months from now, you have not yet fully committed yourself to the Alliance, then you have an effect not only betrayed your race, you have betrayed yourself. So stand up like men and drive the enemy into the sea. Stand up like men and swear a sacred oath upon the green graves of our sires that you will reclaim but our forefathers discovered, explored, conquered, settled, built, and died for. Stand up like men and reclaim our soil. Kinsmen arise. Look towards the stars and proclaim our destiny. Defeat never. Victory forever.
4: Pantalo Pill is proud to announce the release of a new translation, Leon de Grelle in Exile, by Jose Luis Jerez Reisco. Readers of The Burning Souls will already be familiar with de life before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post war exile in Franco's Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of de During his time in Spain, de did not wallow in sadness despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers. He stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. DeGrelle's enduring legacy in Spain is well-deserved. Such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader, Get Leon DeGrelle in exile today at AntelopeHillPublishing.com.